If you're expecting me to come on here and go, hey, welcome to Super Wild Card Weekend, you are sorely mistaken. It's just Wild Card Weekend with the stupid-ass idea of putting on a fucking Monday night game. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still, still standing over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. How's everybody doing? It is Wild Card Weekend, and we have a lot to get through. Well, not so much, you know, with only six games. Uh, two games on Saturday, three on Sunday, and of course the one on Monday, uh, because they have to fulfill some kind of fucking contract with ESPN. I don't know why ESPN couldn't have a Saturday game, considering that they had two Saturday games last weekend, but it is what it is. We're going to get through it. going to go through here. Um, you're going to hear exactly pretty much... <laughs> hear pr- exactly. You're going to hear pretty much where I'm where I'm trying to go and whatnot for the whole weekend. Uh, so hopefully when you're looking at the article, you do kind of get how this works. I had, had to put, uh, the pricing for both the full six game weekend, um, for the players. And then also, you know, had them separated by Saturday, by Sunday, the guys without a Saturday or Sunday designation, you know, Arizona and LA, uh, those guys don't have, you know, any other secondary pricing designation, right? So, because I wasn't going to put the showdown slate prices, it just gets to be a little bit too monotonous. So, uh, the article was long enough. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, let's get going here. Uh, quarterbacks were. I am looking at Joe Burrow, <clears throat> and I'll just give you the six-game pricing for them: seventy-eight hundred thirty-four and sixty-eight hundred. Good for sixth, fourth, and fifth. Very good pricing on there. Um, of course, the pricing changes, the levels change when you get on the two and the three game slate. But what I wrote, really like Burrow this weekend against Raiders pass defense that, in my opinion, is overrated due to their opponents in weeks 15, 16, and 17. Those teams were the Browns, Broncos, and Colts, who are not prolific passing offenses whatsoever. That's why I like Justin Herbert in week 18 and believe that the Bengals can somewhat replicate what the Chargers offense did to the Raiders. I'm high on Burrow, not only in the full weekend slate, but I like him as my only quarterback for this two-game Saturday main slate for Saturday. Uh, I looked at quarterback Derek Carr on the other side, but feel he cannot come close to the pure points that Smoke and Joe will put up this weekend. That is very true. The only other quarterback that I would look at, uh, if you kind of want to get different, if you need to pay up a little bit, is Derek Carr. But in terms of, you know, the pure production, pure points, um, if you're going to look on there, Joe really, you know, Joe Burrow really has that higher ceiling uh, than what Derek Carr does. Now, paying down for Derek Carr will afford you the opportunity to pay up a little bit more 
uh, stack this game up a bit more with you know guys like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, um, Waller, Renfro, all that type of stuff. So, but uh, for me, just for me, I'm going to try and go ahead and just put Burrow in there and just be done with it. Um, very high on the Bengals. I know a lot of people are, so this is going to end up being very chalky, but um, we can get different elsewhere and feel very comfortable about our decisions um, for this weekend. So uh, let's see here. Who's our next guy? Ooh, ooh. This one is actually uh, not a guy that I'm really on as of right now. Uh, and that is Tom Brady, 8,435 and 7,300, good for third across the board on the full weekend slate. The reason why he is in here um, is exactly how I stated it. Um, I left Brady in here because I know some folks won't listen to the final Saturday podcast, and I can't let them go down this path after seeing uh, the weather reports for Sunday. They're expecting severe thunderstorms uh, and winds over 20 miles per hour. Uh, not good on its own. Uh, gusts over 35 miles per hour during the game. I really wanted to like Tom in this matchup against the Eagles, but to be honest, I'm backing away for the full weekend slate. On Sunday, we may have a change in the weather reports, which could put me back on him. Uh, but for him now, I'm going to pass on him and leave him for possibly one three-game Sunday main slate lineup to be different. If you still decide to go with Brady on the full slate, you will be doing so on your own accord. Um... <clears throat> It's not to say that I still don't think Brady's going to be productive um, on Sunday. does utilize the shorter passing game to the full extent, and I'm still going with uh, here. I'm still going with Rob Gronkowski as my full uh, weekend slate tight end, right? Even with even with you know the 20 mile per hour wins, it shouldn't affect the shorter passing game. You know, stuff under under 20 miles or 20 miles per hour. Uh, stuff under 20 yards, it should be perfectly fine. So um, we are good to go with Gronk, but Brady, I'm going to I'm gonna pull back a little bit. I just don't think he can reach where Joe Burrow can. You know, it's, it's going to be cold in Cincinnati, but, I mean, we're talking like 30, you know, 30 degrees. So just standard, um, standard you know, weather fare for Ohio. Nothing, nothing major. Clear, sunny, uh, going to be a nice day. So I'd rather just go with Joe Burrow there. Uh, next guy that we have is Dak Prescott, eight thousand thirty-two and sixty-four hundred, good for fifth, fifth, and sixth. I really like Dak when the matchups were finalized this week. Yes, Dak has let us down in the past in good quarterback matchups. Yes, he is not as safe as Joe Burrow, uh, but you cannot deny that there is a huge, huge that he has a huge. He has a huge, a huge ceiling. Wow. Wow. Talk about not using a comma. He's priced down for his talents in the 49ers defense as a pass funnel defense, which we can take advantage of with Prescott's plethora of passing options. At the very least, get yourself a share or two on the three-game Sunday main slate. He will be worth it. This is very, very true. Um, there's a lot of people on the San Francisco 49ers, uh, which means that the... Cowboys offense, for whatever reason, um, is being completely disrespected. I don't see San Francisco's defense as being that that great, that prolific. The secondary is not good at all. Uh, so when you get a team like this, 
in Dallas that has a good has a good offensive line that can give Dak some time. I'm going to like the spot. So um, <clears throat> you'll notice that the 49ers um, through the season is ter- in terms of pass defense DVOA. We'll just do like the last five weeks: 28th, 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 27th, and 26th. In terms of pure points, they are 18th in DVP, uh, 17.9 on FanDuel, and 18.6 on DraftKings. The last five weeks, 24th, 23rd, 25th, 19th, and 18th. So they're still up there. Like I said, Dak Prescott has a huge ceiling. I know a lot of people are going to try and go down and be cute and go to Jimmy G., uh, I don't think Jimmy G is going to fully get it done, to be completely honest with you. I do have uh, some of his past targets on here. Um, <clears throat> but they are they are going to be, if, if any team is going to turn into the complete run-heavy team, it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers. So they're going to try and slow the pace of this game down. Um uh, I don't believe Dallas is going to fall into this. I can't like Zeke Elliott. I can't like Tony Pollard um, in this in this matchup. I actually I like, kind of liked Pollard a little bit more than I like Zeke. But if I'm going to do anything with the Dallas Cowboys, it's it's going to be relying on their pass offense. And there's a lot of people that um, are going to sit here and go, well, you know, they failed in the past. They always tank it in the playoffs. Well, it, it hasn't been because of their offense. It's been because of their defense. Now they've got a better defense in this season. So I'm putting my money on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry. I just am putting it on them at home. Last but certainly not least is one Matthew Stafford. 7,600, 26, and 6,300. Good for 8th, 8th, and 7th. It's not the greatest matchup on paper against the Arizona Cardinals, but the Cardinals' defense can be had in the secondary. Uh, But I did say, last but certainly not least, is a straight-up wild card for wild card weekend. Stafford has been really dangerous the past few weeks and serving up INTs like nobody's business. I still like Matt in this matchup as the Arizona pass defense hasn't been great the past couple of weeks. He's not my favorite quarterback for the week, but he is the cheapest on the slate, which will allow a little more room for options at the other position. Now, he's not the cheapest over on on DK, but you get what I mean. So with these passing options uh, against this Arizona defense, he can get the job done, and he can get it done at a value price. So definitely at least consider him. Um for the weekend, especially if you're running multiple lineups uh, in your GPPs. Running back at the top, Joe Mixon, 8,500, 34, and 6,800. He's first across the board. What's What to do with Mr. Mixon? I like Mixon in this matchup against the Raiders, but to me, it makes more sense to pay down in cash games at the RB position this week and save him for GPPs. You can even put him and Burrow together and have access to almost all the Bengals' offense this Saturday. If going with Dak or Stafford on the six-game slate, you can include Mixon with one of the Bengals' wide receivers this week as there isn't a huge player pool. The Las Vegas Raiders are 10th in rush defense DVOA, 20th in DVOA versus running backs in the passing game. They are also 27th 
in points allowed to the RB position at 24.7 on FanDuel and 28.4 on DK. This was Eckler, Eckler's spot last week, and he did very, very well. This is basically just following the pattern of, you know, the L.A. Chargers from last week. So do you have to fit Joe Mixon in your cash game lineup? Probably not. More than likely, everybody's going to be paying down. Um, That's kind of what I'm viewing here uh, because there's a lot more, there's a lot better, safer um, receiving options at wide receiver, tight end, you know, that are higher priced. So you pay down at the running back position. Um, I do really, really like Joe Mixon and do think that um, he can get it done. Uh, so I'm going to have plenty of Joe Mixon. It just probably will not be on cash unless, of course, you're playing on FanDuel. Um, you may be able to fit Joe Mixon in even at that higher that higher price of 8,500. So consider it. Um, but I'm going to give you kind of a couple of options that I like a lot more. Damian Harris of New England, 7,500. 22, 6,400, good for fifth, seventh, and fourth. We know that the Bills have one glaring weakness, and it's the rush defense that leaves the door open for Harris, who will probably be popular due to his three TDs against them the last time they played each other in Week 16, although I could be wrong on this. Um, I'm interested, but I don't know if he'll be making my cash game lineups this weekend. He's going to be very close. You are saving $1,000 on FanDuel, $1,000. Now we know that Damian Harris doesn't catch the ball quite, uh, you know, hardly at all. So saving on him, you're saving twelve dollars. You're saving twelve dollars on him over on Yahoo, and then you were saving. Well, you're only saving four hundred over on DK. So uh, Mixon might be the better option than Damian Harris over there, but um, it's a good matchup. You use running backs against the Bills all the time. The last half of the year, so. Um, Damian Harris should be good to go, should be good with that hammy. Um, they kind of held him back a little bit last week um, and used you know Brandon Bolden to try to come back in that game against Miami. So he should be fairly well rested. But is there injury concern? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but it's good. Josh Jacobs, 7,223 and 6,500, good for 8th, 6th, and 3rd. Jacobs is only of interest to me in GPPs. He has been having a nice run lately, but scares me a little bit due to his fumbling issues. I expect the Raiders to be playing from behind, and with Jacobs handling most of the RB touches, that means he will see a bunch of targets in the passing game. His salary on FanDuel and Yahoo is kind of ridiculous, to be honest. Um, It is rather low. That's kind of the reason why I have some interest in him. Uh, But Josh Jacobs is definitely not anywhere near my top, okay? Um, Probably every other running back on here except for, you know, the last one, which will, or the last couple that we'll get to. Um, Josh Jacobs really is not that high. So do you need to have Josh Jacobs? No, I expect Cincinnati to be ahead in this game, um, which Josh Jacobs will get passing work, but there's going to be probably better receiving options for Vegas uh, rather than having to uh, pay the price for Josh Jacobs. Devin Singletary, Buffalo Bills, 6,900, 21, and 5,700. 
ninth, eighth, and ninth. His pricing is criminal. He is also fourth across the board on the two-game Saturday slate. So Devin Singletary, you're jamming him in there. I can't quit Singletary, and in my opinion, you shouldn't either. In the severe cold on Saturday, it is going to slow down the passing offenses a bit, you know, more for New England than for Buffalo, but uh, which means Devin should see the same, if not more touches than what we have seen from him in this offense the past few weeks. He has been good. He has been solid. He should be, uh, to be honest with you, probably the second highest priced running back, uh, at least on a two-game Saturday slate. Um, it's just my opinion on it. Daryl Williams of Kansas City, 6,617 and 5,500, good for 11th, 14th, and 12th. We will not have Clyde Edwards-Alaire this week. Daryl Williams is good to go. Uh, We like to look at running backs against the Steelers because they have been absolutely terrible at stopping the run. He will get the bulk of the touches, and I have no worries about Gore or McKinnon stepping in and ruining ruining our weekend. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, 27th in rush defense, DVOA, 15th versus running backs in the passing game, 26 in points allowed to the position at 23.3 and 26.7. Daryl Williams, lock him in to your cash game lineups. I'm going, probably going here. I'm going to go Daryl Williams and Devin Singletary at my two RB positions and pay up elsewhere. So Daryl Williams, get him in. Uh, he's going to be very chalky, uh, especially in cash games. If he goes off, you're going to fall behind uh, right in your RB spot on Sunday. Miles Sanders in Boston, Scott. So Miles Sanders, 5,900, 15, 5,100, good for 15th, 17th, 16th. Boston, Scott, 5,900, 13, and 4,500, good for 15th, 23rd, and 21st. I wasn't all that thrilled with either of these two, but then when I noticed the conditions in Tampa, I've kind of warmed up a bit. Still not 100% sold because Sanders will have a wrap of some kind on his broken hand, and Scott is just a guy to me. But Tampa has surprisingly given up production to the position, and there won't be a lot of folks taking a shot here, which gives me some interest for GPP. So the thought process here is that Sanders could get it done on the ground in a terrible spot, at least statistically. But... Can he catch passes? Well, if he's going to have something around his hand, it's going to be very, very tough. Uh, so we'll be taking a look at Boston Scott uh, for a pa- uh, possible pass-catching option uh, out of the backfield. Am I in love with it? No. Is it viable? It is. Am I going to go there? No idea. No idea. Now, I have, I believe, Boston Scott made... Um, my showdown lineup for that game. Um, and that's where I kind of pulled up from there and then noticed that Miles Sanders really isn't that much of a price difference. Um, so can we consider him? Absolutely. Um, am I going to go there? No idea. So, but I am leaving it out, out there. If you do actually look at the statistics uh, against Tampa Bay, they have been giving up some solid production, uh, especially at a lower price rate. Chase Edmonds, 6,400, 15, and 5,000. Good for 13th, 17th, and 17th. Edmonds has said he expects to play on Monday night, and James Conner hasn't practiced (laughs) all week and has left his status in complete doubt, both dealing with ribs issues. You want to fucking Hail Mary at the RB position? Well, here it is, folks. If Edmonds truly does get the backfield primarily to himself, 
yeah, he'll have, you know, Jonathan Ward and folks back behind him. But it can mean big things considering Arizona has gone to a shorter passing game since wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins went down several weeks ago. I will have him in a lineup, if nothing more than to get the super low ownership on him. This is not a play for the weak-hearted. So he is dirt cheap. Dirt, dirt cheap. That matchup does not look good on paper. But Rams are in the kind of the same position where they've given up production to the RB position over about the last four or five weeks. Chase Edmonds I am more confident in than the Miles Sanders Boston Scott. And like I said, you're getting him at an extreme discount. So Chase Edmonds, yes, he will be making a couple lineups. Uh, but GPP only. Do not chase this in fucking cash. You cannot go into Monday thinking, hey, this could quite be a possibility and trying to change out in case it doesn't happen. Okay, leave that for a GPP. Don't leave it in a cash game. If you are playing cash games. Most of you aren't playing cash games. I know a couple of people that are. Wide receivers, the full six-game wildcard weekend slate. Two guys I love. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Jamar Chase, 8,200, 31, and 7,400. Good for third across the board. T. Higgins, 6,900, 21, and 6,300. Good for 11th, 11th, and 8th. Higgins is the first Bengals wide receiver I will be inserting in my lineups. Cash game. Especially in cash, because but I will have a couple share of Chase shares and even consider going full stack with Burrow. Chase does have the better quarterback matchup against Brandon Faxon. Uh, but the Bengals will not only have him and Higgins switch sides from time to time, they'll also run deep crossing routes, which will take advantage of any zone coverage that the Raiders will run, and that has been a Higgins specialty. So it's Higgins first and cash, but you can definitely go Jamar Chase in GPP. Higgins is going to, is priced way the fuck down for whatever reason. Um he was comparable to Jamar Chase even after uh, Jamar Chase's blow-up game. Uh, they were rather, still rather close. But now, in a six-game slate with less players, he's fallen way behind, and that's wrong. And we need to take advantage of that pricing error. So uh, T. Higgins definitely, definitely is going to be making a ton of my lineups. Chase is definitely, definitely making. Um, the lineups where I don't have T Higgins. So uh, next Hunter Renfro, 7,324 and 6,000 good for seventh, sixth, and 10th Renfro will have the advantage against cornerback Mike Hilton in the slot. And he has been a consistent receiving option for quarterback Derek Carr all season. The only reservation I have with Renfro is the return of tight end Darren Waller. I wouldn't pair him with Waller unless you're going to full Raider stack and taking advantage of the cheap salary of Carr. I'm not doing that, so you will not see me pair those two together. Um, it's a good play. I'm not fully in love with it. Um, I will probably wait until the very end to see if I'm actually going to put Renfro in. Um, but I don't. I don't hate it as the core, as as a correlation play. Like I said, he's been pretty steady all season. Um, even with Waller returning, I think they might lean a little bit on Renfro. Although the the thing that's kind of scaring me is the fact that Waller, even though he didn't, he wasn't really productive against the Chargers. He did have like he had like nine targets. It was ridiculous. So be careful with it. Um, 
like I said, leave him for last. If he happens to fit right at the end, yeah, then probably going to be pretty good. He's probably going to be pretty popular as well. So in cash, if that's where you if that's where you fall, I, I don't think you're going to be bad. Don't worry about it. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, 5,600, 12, and 4,500. Good for 22nd, 28th, and 23rd. Here's one of your cheap options. Found this, putting this showdown slate together. Um, uh, he is in the showdown lineup. I'm going to leave it there. And it's based on the fact that the Buffalo Bills are now ninth in DVOA versus the wide receiver. Uh, that's because that's where Tredavious White got hurt. Now you have Dane Jackson in there. He is, he does hold the advantage against Dane Jackson. So Bourne has far and away the best matchup of all the Patriots pass targets against quarterback Dane Jackson. He is not my first option for value, but in my opinion, he is a very good option in a game that I expect New England to be trailing. It's a good option, and one I would expect to, is going to be underutilized. I have not seen a lot of Kendrick Bourne on Twitter. I have not heard a lot of Kendrick Bourne on the radio. So uh, you need a value guy. You need a value guy under the radar guy. That's him. Kendrick Bourne. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings. Debo Samuel, 8,700, 36, and 8,100. Good for second, second, and second. I guess second across the board, maybe. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, 6,100, 18, and 5,400. Good for 14th, 15th, and 13th. Jawan Jennings, 5,200, 12, and 3,800. Good for 29th, 28th, and 34th. It's hard not to want to jam in Debo considering the fact that the 49ers will need him to be extremely active and on his game if they're going to pull out the upset in Dallas. Add in the fact that it is his birthday this weekend, and and, and that, my friends, is what we call a narrative. I do not mind Ayuk, and he absolutely can get the job done against an aggressive cornerback in Trayvon Diggs. Um, I like Brandon Ayuk for pure points and the fact that he is you know, as cheap as what he is off of Debo Samuel. I mean, you're saving 2600 on FanDuel. You're saving $18 on Yahoo. And you are saving 2700 over on DK. So he is he is value in a decent matchup. Um, but I don't know if he's going to get the touchdown. I, I see him getting pure points, but I don't know the touchdown. Um, but if I can't fit Debo in, I will be going all the way down to Juwan Jennings, who will be against cornerback Jordan Lewis, and everyone should know how I feel about going against him the past couple of seasons. Jennings also fit a solid showdown build, which means I have to consider him across the board. That's the thing. This is why I was making the showdown lineups, the single-game lineups, because you have to fit people in in certain spots that maybe you're a little uncomfortable with, and Juwan Jennings fits this. At 5,200, 12, and 3,800, he is dirt cheap. He allows you to fit it in guys in other spots. You could even have a, a, a lineup that had Debo Samuel in there, and you needed Jawan Jennings to make that work. We only have six games, especially on the three-game Sunday slate. You got to have the value somewhere. So Jawan Jennings... That's definitely one of the guys that I, honestly, I'm probably going to lock in, uh, depending upon the lineup build and how I'm going. If I'm going full bangle, 
Jawan Jennings is probably going to be one of those cheap options I need to fit in. Uh, Deontay Johnson, 7,200, 21, and 6,700. Good for 9th, 11th, and 7th. The rule is that you have to at least mention one player from each team. That is all. Oh, and fuck you, Juju. Do not put Juju Smith-Schuster in your fucking lineup. Do not do it. I will disown you. I will take you off the mailing list. Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. Amari Cooper, 7,120 and 5,900. Good for 10th, 13th, 11th. That's hell value. Cedric Wilson, 6,000, 16 and 4,400. Good for 16th, 18th, and 25th. Cooper is the play this week in the passing game against quarterback Amory Thomas, who isn't as good as the interception that he had last week against the Rams. Lock him in this week. I do like Wilson in the slot against cornerback K1 Williams, but I want to fit Cooper in first if I can and only use Wilson if the rest of the lineup build is solid or if going with a full Cowboy stack. Wilson fit nicely in the showdown build for value. So there's another one, but Cooper is the guy I want to put in first. Cooper first, then Cedric Wilson. We want to take advantage of that matchup. Byron Pringle. Of the Kansas City Chiefs, 5,400, 13, and 3,900. Good for 25th, 26th, 32nd. We know that a lot of folks are going to be looking at wide receiver Tyreek Hill and tight end Travis Kelsey this week. My guess is that wide receiver McCole Hardman is the next man on the list against cornerback Joe Hayden. But I'm willing to bet my money that wide receiver Byron Pringle can get the job done yet again against this Steelers defense that he scored two TDs against just a few weeks ago. Is it going back to the well? It is going back to the well. Um, I'm not going to trust Tyreek Hill on that heel. I'm just not. Especially if I'm using Daryl Williams. I'm trusting more in that running game, getting it done. Um, Patrick Mahomes not having to throw nearly enough, so you're not going to get the full production for paying up for um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. You know, Travis Kelsey might score a touchdown, but we've seen this now in the past few weeks that uh, Travis Kelsey may get, like, you know, a couple of receptions, but he only gets like 30 yards in the touchdown. You're paying all the way up for that. And I know we're looking for just pure points, but we have guys that can get those points. And we have guys that can exceed what Travis Kelsey has been doing. So Byron Pringle is the only uh, passing target that I like um, for the Kansas City Chiefs this week. That's going to be a defensive game. They're just going to blow him out of the water anyway, so I really am not going to travel there too much. Brashad Perriman, 5,210 and 4,700, good for 29th, 33rd, and 19th. As far as the Buccaneers wide receivers go, I am dropping down to the value tier here as Perriman has been cleared to play and will face cornerback Steven Nelson while wide receiver Mike Evans deals with cornerback Darius Slay most of the game. So here's your value option. This is a pivot off of Mike Evans. Uh, very low, low price pivot option. A little bit dangerous because we don't know exactly how this one's going to work out. But um, if you need the savings, it's a it's it's actually a pretty good call. If it it should work out, if it doesn't work out, we still made the right call going here. Um, the other passing options, it's just Tom Brady just doesn't trust. But when Brashad Perriman was on the field, Brady went to Perriman. And had no problem with it. So that's why we're going there. Last but certainly not least, we have... Oh, no, we got two. My bad. <laughs> uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup. 
Odell Beckham Jr., 6200 22 and 5100 good for 12th, 10th, and 15th, and the top pricing option. On the board is Cooper Cup at 10000 42 and 9000 uh, Coop is going to have to have one hell of a game to ensure the win against the Arizona Cardinals, but definitely don't forget about wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., who gets cornerback Marco Wilson in coverage. There are some folks who are not worried about wide receiver Van Jefferson getting the late-week injury designation due to a shoulder injury, uh, but I always tend to be a bit hesitant when late-week late injuries pop up. I don't like to go against Byron Murphy anyway, so I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go right to Odell Beckham. Um, if you want to go Cooper cup, that's fine. But what I would say is I would start at Cooper cup and then work off of Cooper cup, um, down. You're not going to want a ton of super value, cheap option guys to be able to fit Cooper cup in there. Um, especially on Yahoo that pri- their pricing tends to be a little bit tighter cause it's different. Um, I'm probably going to tell you right now, I'm definitely not going Cooper cup there in cash. Christian Kirk, 6,100, 16, and 5,300. Good for 14th, 18th, and 14th. He has cooled off a bit the last couple of weeks, but I have to consider him this week as I expect the Cardinals to be playing from behind, and he has the best matchup against cornerback Dante Dion. I like the play. I'm not in love with it, um, but he's definitely in consideration You know, in the showdowns. Um, I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm just not in love with it. I'm not in love with it. But there has to be a passing out. There has to be an option. They have to be able to keep up with the LA Rams. So that might be it. Tight ends. Darren Waller and Foster Moreau. What? Darren Waller, 6,322 and 5,700. Good for fourth across the board. Foster Moreau, 4,700, 12, and 2,900. Good for 13th, 14th, and 13th. As far as the top option for the two-game Saturday main slate, there really is only Waller this week. Now, when building this game showdown lineup, it was hard to get him in there as well as the Bengals option. So what can we do here? You take a look at wide receiver Zay Jones, who I do like. He didn't make the cut, but I might actually like him more than uh, Christian McCaffrey or <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Christian McKirk or Christian Kirk, as he's called, uh, who is active when the Raiders are playing from behind. Or, or you can consider the other tight end in Foster Moreau, who has the opportunity to steal a cheap TD from the larger than life Waller. And guess what? The last time that happened, it was against Cincinnati. <laughs> Nobody's going to talk about Foster Moreau. Nobody at all. Uh, GPP option only, though. Rob Gronkowski, 7,430 and 6,400. Good for second, first, and second. I really like Gronk in this matchup against Philadelphia Eagles and will be locking him in for the most part this week, even with the end of days nearing for Tampa weather-wise. So that's my guy right there. Uh, Monday, you can consider Zach Ertz. This is the better one than Christian Kirk, I think, in my opinion. Um, Ertz has been getting peppered with targets the past few weeks, and it's a nice pay-down option this week at the position, even with a poor matchup on paper. That is 5,800, 14, and 4,700, good for 10th, 8th, and 7th. That is dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. So you definitely have to consider him, especially with the target share that he's been getting lately with that short passing game. All right, so here we go. We're getting to the end. 
it's the defenses. I think it's just kind of pick your poison. There's not really one team that I'm looking at and saying, oh, my God, I have to jam them in there. So pretty much what I'm telling you is don't worry about if you have to pay all the way down. I don't know if defense is going to win the slate. But it has before. It has before. So we have to go through it. Uh, you know, the teams that I like, I like Buffalo Bills, 4,500, 18, and 3,200. Good for third, second, and third. It is higher price defense over on Yahoo. I get that. It's hard for me not to like the Buffalo defense at home and in a game that will be bogged down due to the offensive matchup. Um, I like them. I don't. Mac Jones has been known to be turning it a ball over the last few weeks. So, and that was kind of part of the the whole thing with the Miami defense last week um, and why I liked them so much. So Buffalo is an option. Like I said, you don't have to pay up for it. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, 4,310 and 3,000. Good for fourth, ninth, and fifth. The Raiders have pissed the ball away or at least tried to quite a bit these past few weeks. More of a GPP option. On the two-game Saturday main slate, you're more than welcome to pay down at the position. Uh, That one... Uh, I'm I'm fine with, I'm fine with. Kansas City Chiefs, forty eight hundred, sixteen and thirty three hundred. Uh, they are going to be immensely popular this week in a matchup against Ben Big Ben Dick Dirt and his Merry Men. Uh, that sixteen dollar price being under Buffalo is kind of stupid, in my opinion. Um, now I, I would expect them to give up some points, but overall, I mean, you're not scared. You're not really scared of those Pittsburgh Steelers offense. It's pretty much done. Tampa Bay, 4,200, 15, and 3,400. Good for fifth, fifth, and first. First DK? Really? Outside of DK, they are cheap in this matchup against the Eagles in what could possibly be the worst weather conditions possible for a warm weather game. I don't mind Philly on the other side of paying all the way down, though. This can work both ways. I do like Tampa, but... Let's be let's be fair. Let's be fair. This could go back the other way with the Philly defense. Dallas Cowboys forty one hundred twenty and thirty one hundred good for six first and fourth. If they can get to Jimmy G, all all it will take. Oh my god! I wrote that really stupid. I was really tired. I was up for twenty two hours. Uh, if they can get to Jimmy G, all it will take is a helmet hit to his thumb to knock him out and bring in the rookie. They are at full strength, uh, except for uh, linebacker Keanu Neal. So this is kind of a misprint. Uh, they are full strength and are not getting any love this week. I do not mind Dallas Cowboys. I do kind of like to possibly um, use this Dallas defense against San Francisco just because everybody's on San Francisco. I can I can see how San Francisco can do it. You'll notice that there was no Elijah Mitchell. Um I think I think the Dallas defense with Micah Parsons is going to come to play. Um will 49ers score points? Yes. Are they going to win the game? I don't think so. I really don't. And I am a I am a diehard Dallas hater. Um, but I can see Dallas pulling this game out. L.A. Rams, 4,713, 2,700, good for second, seventh, and ninth. So that DK price is really, really nice 
over there. So is the um, the Yahoo price isn't too bad uh, for the matchup. They're priced down too much on Yahoo and DK, and with how dysfunctional the Cardinals' offense has been, there's potential for turnovers and possibly a score. Although I can say the same thing going back the other way, I truly can, especially if J.J. Watt is playing. But that is it. That is the write-up. Um, I am here. I'm going to be here all day. If you have any questions, so hit me up. Uh, anybody who has access to me in the Daily Ambush Discord, you're more than welcome to hit me up over there. But that is it. That is it. Let's go win some fucking money. Let's keep this going, man. I like. I have a complete confidence. I have complete confidence in what I'm seeing this weekend. So, going to stick with it. You got to ride the hot streak, baby. Ride it all the way to the big dog money. Go get it. Good luck. I'll talk to you later.